At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz, with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. This is the Pro Football Blitz. I am Brady Cannon live in Las Vegas, Nevada, inside the VEASAN studio at the fabulous Circa Resort and Casino. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, as we get ready to take you through the next three-hour grind of the NFL card in week two along the program, the Pro Football Blitz. We debuted in week one of the NFL season last week, and James, you and I, in the bets best segment here on the program, we each hit two out of three. Pretty successful there with our best bets. But, uh, of course, contest season kicked off as well. You are in the Circa Survivor, the Circa Millions, and the Westgate Super Contest. I am in the Circa Millions and the Westgate Super Contest. How did week one treat you in the contest, my friend? Treading water, got above 500, five picks. You know, you're either above or below 500 unless you have a push, obviously, and no pushes last week. So I went three and two in, in both contests. Now, the thing with the both contests is we know that the lines are released on different days. Wednesday is when the Super Contest comes out with their lines, Wednesday afternoon or evening, depending on where you live. And then on Thursday is when the Circa Millions releases their numbers. And sometimes there's a little there's a little deviant, maybe a point, maybe a half a point somewhere, and we know how crucial those are. So uh, collect Effectively, for both of those, for, for both my Circa Millions as well as my Super Contest, I was 3-2 and two in both. James, I remember, of course, the t-shirt that you get when you sign up for the Westgate Super Contest. I remember in 2011, the year I won it, the back of the t-shirt said, every half point matters. <laughs> and that is the truth. <laughs> right. You talk about the discrepancy yep. sometimes in the lines between the Circa Millions Contest and the Westgate Super Contest. And there was a couple of different ones in this week's edition. Uh, I went 3-2 and two in both of my contests as well. Of course, San Susi, our winning team in 2011. That is the team effort that we put forth again this year uh, in the Westgate Super Contest. We went 3-2 and two there as well. All right, James, let's get started on the Sunday slate for the card in Week 2 in the NFL. And we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams are off to a 1-0 start. The Eagles won as an underdog, hammering the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, and the Niners really thoroughly dominated the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, the home team slipped in the back door for some people there in the fourth quarter as the Niners got a little bit sloppy in the final frame of that contest, but they end up winning by eight points. And again, both of these teams come in undefeated into week two. I made this number three and a half, James. It opened at four, 
And I thought that might be a little bit strong in favor of San Francisco. But I tell you what, I have been a little bit surprised. It seems like there's a lot of love out there this week for the Philadelphia Eagles. And off of that victory, while it being convincingly done over the Atlanta Falcons, I'm not ready to crown this team the NFC East champion. I still think it could be a very difficult season for this team. Uh, I think they're missing a lot of pieces. Uh, And I think actually there's a chance that San Francisco, obviously a very talented team, could come in here to Philadelphia and roll the Eagles. San Francisco is used to playing these back-to-back weeks out on the East Coast. They are staying out East. They didn't come back from last week's game, come back to San Francisco and travel back out. They stayed out on the East Coast. This is kind of their their mantra. This is what they do. They know it, preparation is part of it, but also that's a lot of travel. So they stayed out on the East Coast. They are there in Philly. So I think not only from the bonding, we talk about all these things and guys hanging out. These guys know each other. I think it's more so just the, the fatigue of travel. And so I think that's a benefit for the 49ers here. And I think thinking about the Philadelphia Eagles in that game last week against Atlanta. If there was one team that was a complete no-show last week, looked completely uh, underprepared, uh, underprepared and, and not ready to play, it was the Atlanta Falcons. And sometimes we, you know, we I, I tread lightly early in the season when it comes to new coaches. Now, I think for Atlanta, they needed a fresh start when it came to the coaching staff. So you have Arthur Smith coming over from Tennessee, offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach whole different ball game when you're the head coach. Now you're a jefe. You're the big boss there and everything filters to you. And that team just looked completely unprepared, especially when it came to Jalen Hurts and dealing with the with the run pass option. Looking at those RPOs and the read options that they ran, uh, they were not ready for that Philadelphia offense. And credit to, credit to Philadelphia, new coaching staff there too. That team looked absolutely prepared and ready to get after it. Well, I think for San Francisco, they're used to maybe not so much the RPO game, but you think about the teams within their division, in particular for Arizona and Seattle. Now, you're dealing with Russell Wilson twice a year, season in and season out. Not that they run a lot of RPO sets, but he has had the capability to move around in the pocket. They will run some of those RPOs and bootlegs from there, and as well does Arizona and Kyler Murray. And we saw what a great game he had against Tennessee, not prepared for that type of offense. So I think for San Francisco, it's going to come down to discipline. Discipline in your rush lanes. That's the strength of this football team right now, especially due to some more injuries that they suffered last week, is going to be their front four. And staying within their rush lanes, staying disciplined, I think San Francisco will be much better prepared for sure than what we saw from Atlanta. So I'm there with you. I haven't played this game. It's not a contest play for me, nor have I bet it. But if I'm looking at it here, I'm looking at the 49ers as the side that I would play. Yeah, I'm exactly with you, James. I did not use it in a contest. I have not made a bet on the game, and I don't think I will, but at this point, I would probably lean San Francisco. I think for the love for the Eagles is getting maybe a little bit overzealous, uh, and you make a good point about San Francisco. They have, you know, a knock against them has been their inability to defend running quarterbacks, but I think they're probably getting better at it after having to face Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson twice a year for the past couple of years. And you talked about it early on in your comment there that the San Francisco 49ers are used to these back-to-back road games out east. It reminds me of their Super Bowl season in 2019. They opened that season with a win at Tampa Bay. They stayed back east. And in week two, they came out and throttled the Cincinnati Bengals. A similar scenario here where they play against uh, two expectedly weaker teams Uh, starting out with the Detroit Lions and now into the Philadelphia Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a similar result. However, James, the Eagles have won seven of the past nine matchups with the San Francisco 49ers, including a 25-20 victory last year over, of course, that 49ers team that was decimated by health issues and injury. Let's talk about game two on our rundown here, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City These are two teams that won outright as underdogs in week one. The Steelers, I think, maybe was even more surprising going into Buffalo, a team that was heavily touted by a lot of people, even to go all the way to the Super Bowl in the Buffalo Bills. And the Steelers go in there as six-and-a-half-point underdogs and knock off Buffalo, Las Vegas in a wild one here in the opening of Allegiant Stadium, the first regular season game with fans. What an atmosphere it was there in the stadium. They had to win that game what seemed like two or three or four times. They finally outlast the Ravens in overtime. They get it done as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now the Raiders 
did suffer some injury in that game. Josh Jacobs will not go for the Raiders against the Steelers. Richie uh, Incognito along that offensive line. Some other players questionable here. But the Steelers up to six and a half point favorites here. James, how do you break down this one? When have have had the Las Vegas Raiders and your city out there, Brady? Have they stopped celebrating yet? I mean, that was a great <laughs> game. How much fun was that to, for so, for Allegiant amazing, Stadium to open? Game. Right, and and especially when you when you're on the side of the Raiders, which I was, and I know that was a public play, but sometimes the public wins sometimes too, Brady. I and think it's it was okay public on, and sharps on that side, think, James. Everybody yeah, think, was well, on the Raiders. For sure, and thinking about the injuries that the Ravens had suffered prior to the game and some of the injuries that they suffered during that game, and I know we'll get to the Ra- to the Ravens matchup with the Chiefs later on in the program, but yeah, I think it's it's, it's hard to, to, to generate that type of atmosphere and emotion, and I think that's the biggest thing. It was a very emotional game, very intense game, incredibly physical game, and you, you mentioned some of the players that went down. Denzel Good on the offensive line also went down. He's out for the season for the Raiders, and I think that was the, one of the things looking at the Raiders last last week, knowing that was my biggest concern going into the game was it's a makeshift offensive line, a lot of new faces out there for that offensive unit for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now you're going to go travel. Now you're going on the road, and we're play, playing in Pittsburgh, and we have fans back in the stands, and we know that is definitely an advantage for the Steelers when they are playing at home. And I think the advantage here with having the crowd noise is that's going to have an impact on, again, makeshift offensive line, new pieces, parts coming in. you got the rookie right tackle as well that we saw last week on Monday night. We, we had Derek Carr and really up there, and he was checking. the. He kept running that playcock all the way down to almost zero, making checks at the line, working on protections, calling out where the where the blitz fronts were coming. Because we know with Baltimore, they like to show a lot of zero coverage and a lot of blitz kind of looks and then roll back into different coverages. Pittsburgh kind of the same way, and we know their front four can absolutely get after it. They got after Josh Allen on the road in in. Buffalo last week as well. I think that's going to be the challenge for Las Vegas going on the road. How are they going to communicate up front, especially with all the new pieces on the offensive line? Not going to have the benefits of being at home to be able to have those simpler check downs. So a lot of hand signals going on. I think we're going to see some false starts, may even see some delay of games or some early timeouts burned by the Raiders. So I haven't played the game here either. It's a big number. I'm not going to lay that with the Steelers, though I lean to the Steelers in this matchup. But what I did play is I played the under in the first half. It was at 20 23 and a half. That's where I went for this game. I did play that under for this first half, feeling like, okay, not only for the Raiders having some struggles offensively with their offensive line, now traveling on the road, especially the the big emotional lift that they had from Monday night and the come down from there, but also on the other side, Pittsburgh is kind of the same way on the offensive line. A lot of new faces up there too, Brady, and going to take them some time. They only had one offensive touchdown last week in Buffalo, so I think both teams are going to be a little conservative with both of these offensive lines being new to their ball clubs, and I think that's where I'm looking to play the under 23 and a half just for the first half only. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, James. You talk about the Raiders maybe being a little bit lethargic in that first half. We know that Pittsburgh defense is outstanding, and the Raiders have lost some of their players on offense. Josh Jacobs, as I mentioned, it'll be the Kenyon Drake show on Sunday against the Steelers as far as the ground game. And and the ground game, I don't think, was excellent on Monday night against the Ravens. And that Steelers defense is, of course, much more healthy than the Ravens defense. And the Steelers defense was really what won the game for them against the Buffalo Bills. So I think that under in the first half is certainly a good play. If you're thinking about betting the second half, John Gruden, 18-31 and 31 against the spread in the second half the last three years, including 8-17 and 17 against the spread away from home and 3-14 and 14 against the number in the second half when he's playing a non-division opponent on the road. We'll come back with more NFL previews in a moment. It's the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you and talking some week two in the NFL. And we've made our way to the AFC East divisional matchup between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Both of these teams come in at 0-1 on the season. Of course, the Patriots, a bit of a surprising loss to the Miami Dolphins in Foxborough in week one. The New York Jets go on the road and lose at Carolina. For this week two matchup, James, I made the Patriots a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. It opened at five, and it's gone all the way to six, and the total has seen some movement towards the under. It opened as 44, and now it's as low as 42-and-a-half. What I see on the surface here, and I think this is kind of a narrative as far as this game goes, it's Bill Belichick off of a loss against a first-time head coach in the NFL against a rookie quarterback. And I think the odds makers have accounted for that, and yet the betters seem to be still latching on and backing the Patriots. And, and I understand it. Whether you think those points are inflated at this point, uh, if you just look at this game, again, on the surface, I understand the love for the New England side. I do, too. And, and thinking about from the coaching acumen, for sure. Who wants to go against Bill Belichick, especially who he's matched up against the rookie coach, like you said, as well, and the rookie quarterback. And we saw the struggles the New York Jets had last week, in particular the first half against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina got after the young rookie back there, Zach Wilson, the quarterback for the Jets. Sacked six times, was just harassed all day long. Never got comfortable in the pocket, and I think that's what teams try to do. Obviously, you're going to do that to rookie quarterbacks. So welcome to the NFL, young fella. And now you get to go and play Bill Belichick. Probably, if not, we can argue about this, or do we argue about this? One of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the NFL when it comes to coaching acumen. But here, I didn't play this number. The number is too high for me to get involved with the Patriots. And I want to pull the pit trigger with the Jets. But thinking about the, where the Jets are offensively, not only did they not perform well up front, they did lose Becton on the, le- on the left side, left tackle. He's going to be out for probably close to six to eight weeks. And we'll see when he comes back, but won't be there on Sunday. And thinking about where am I going to go with this game if I want to get involved. So I did get involved with one play, but I went the player prop rocks. I didn't want to get involved with the total. And I look at the matchups. When I try to get involved with, with player props, it's how do I see the game unfolding? What do I think the game plans are going to look like for both teams? And what are the strengths and weaknesses of both teams, in particular for one of their defensive or offensive units? And I think the strength, if there is a strength, the one strength that I think the Jets do have is going to be at the, at the point of attack on the defensive side. That's where they they got Williams inside. It's a strong, I know they lost Carl Lawson to try to rush the passer, but here in this case, I don't think New England, they, if there's ever a team that doesn't get stuck in their ways and say, this is just who we are, because we know some teams and some coaches are very stubborn when it comes to trying to, to adapt and adjust to their certain opponent, New England is tremendous at being able to adapt game plan to game plan week to week. And I think in this case here, the weakness for the Jets defensively is that secondary and the pass rush. And I think Mac Jones has looked very good 
poised and cool in the pocket. And I think that's what we'll continue to see. I think they'll attack New York in on the air, in the air and not on the ground. And that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go against Damian Harris. His rush yards, Brady, were sitting at 73 and a half. I bet the under here. Now, he had a big game last week. Big but fumble, put too. The bu- exactly right. <laughs> and that's the big fumble. So, you know, he put and, and that was a crucial fumble. That Turnovers are going to happen. We know that. But it's when and where. What was the situation when that happened? Well, they were driving to go win the football game less than three or four minutes remaining in that contest inside the red zone, inside the 10, puts the ball on the carpet and opportunistic that they are. The Miami Dolphins defense came away with that fumble, come away with the win. I just don't see the game plan being let's keep feeding Damian Harris here based on the strength of what the Jets are and their weakness of the passing attack or the passing defense. So that's where I'm going here. That's the only play I made for this contest. Damian Harris under 73 and a half yards rushing. Well, you talk about that Jets defense and you also talk about Mekhi Becton injured across that offensive line. The injuries for the Jets have made me tepid about betting this side. I think the Jets would be the right side, but the injuries just make me a little bit hesitant here. Uh, I wonder if that uh, number on New England is inflated because of the narrative we talked about, Belichick off of a loss and everything. If you look at the Jets, they were 0-6 in the division last year. 0-6 straight up in the division against the AFC East opponents last year. Teams that go 0-6 in division in the follow-up season, they win against the spread against their division opponents about 60% of the time. And and it makes sense because maybe those lines are skewed in the follow-up season against a team that lost all six games against their division opponents in the previous season. We will see about that one. Let's move to the next one here in Indianapolis with the Los Angeles Rams coming to town. The Colts are 0-1 and the Rams are 1-0. I made this line 5.5 in favor of the Rams in Indianapolis, James. It opened at 4, and the Colts have seen the love. It's dropped down to 3.5, and and I'd really, it's kind of similar to the Jets play. I'd really love to back the Colts here catching points, but again, a lot of injuries for that Indianapolis team has me hesitant. Big injuries, too. Think about Braden Smith, right tackle, not going to play in this matchup. And we know the strength for sure. The Rams are terrific defense, but it all starts up front with Aaron Donald and company, and you've got to be conscious. And they move him around. They do a great job of adjusting in-game, do the the Rams defensively with Aaron Donald. He doesn't just rush from one particular side or the other. He'll get into the B-gaps. He'll come outside C-gaps. He'll go to the opposite side for the A-gap. He'll be all over the field. And I think with the Colts, Braden Smith being out, Quentin Nelson still struggling with that foot off-season foot surgery that he had back in August during the preseason. Does it has not looked sharp, and potentially we may see Eric Fisher at left tackle. This will be his first game since his Achilles injury for the Chiefs last year. I don't know if he's quite ready to go, but I think they're desperate right now are the Colts. That's what we'll see out of the Colts. They're in desperation mode. Nobody wants to start off the season 0-2, Brady, but in particular, you don't want to start the season off 0-2 at home, and that's what the Colts are in danger of if they lose this game to the Rams. I would be in favor of the Rams on this side. I think clearly they're the better team. They're, they're, They're much more healthy than what we see with this Colts roster. The only concern I have with the Rams going on the road is the fact that I, I think about their schedule where they're currently sitting right now and big game next week and it's going to be a fun game next week you think about who's on the schedule for them and it's going to be Tampa Bay and sometimes you can get caught up not so much looking ahead but this is an intercom this is a non-conference game AFC it's first things first Brady teams look to win their divisions now you're looking to win within the conference and that's not what this is here so I think we'll see a very desperate effort out of the Colts but right now with those injuries what we've seen out of Wentz not looking very comfortable Seattle was all over him in that backfield last week and really put put a hammer to him I think he's going to be in the same boat here against the Rams, but I'm not willing to lay this number on the road with Los Angeles, even though they are clearly the better team in my mind. This may be an in-game situation for me, but as far as pre-kickoff bets, no bets made yet. You talk about desperately wanting to avoid going 0-2. Frank Reich has done that in his head coaching career for Indianapolis. In week one, he has started out 0-4 straight up against the spread, and in week two, he is 3-0 straight up and against the spread. We'll see if that plays out on Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams in Indianapolis. Let's go to Jacksonville, Florida, where the Broncos will come to town. Denver opens the season with a very efficient and impressive win on the road at the New York Giants. Jacksonville, not so impressive. They were going into Houston as inflated road favorites, and the Texans trounced them 31-27. 
The Broncos have been six-point favorites all week here, James, despite the fact that they have a heavy percentage of tickets being written on Denver. But the line has not budged. It is still six. Den- or the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, a six-point dog at home now, coming off of losing as a road favorite. Brady, we talked about the San Francisco 49ers earlier staying out on the East Coast for their to start the season for their two games, first in Detroit and now in Philadelphia. Denver did not do that. So they were out last week in New Jersey playing against the Giants. They did come back here to Denver and flew out last on Friday night out to Jacksonville to play. So a lot of travel for the Broncos here. Another early start for them. Now they look great last week, and that was that was the mantra going in with this defense. It was going to be we will keep us defensively competitive in each and every game. It's just the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. We can't afford to have you putting us in bad positions, shorter fields, making mistakes like Drew Locke did last year. Hence, that's why they went with Teddy Bridgewater, who looked incredibly poised and sharp. You got a veteran quarterback back there for the Denver Broncos, making the plays when they needed to, moving the sticks, and being able to actually throwing the ball downfield a little bit too. Now, his best downfield target is not playing in this game. It is Jerry Judy. Ugly ankle sprain. Fortunately, it was just an ankle sprain and nothing more severe, but he's going to be on injured reserve for the next six to eight weeks. So no big play over the top as far as Judy is concerned, but I'm not going to get involved there. I think the number's too big for the Denver Broncos. Second game on the road going out on the East Coast, this time down in Jacksonville. And we know what that weather's going to be like down there, Brady. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. This is the Jaguars' home opener here. I want to take the Jaguars. I want to take that six because I think that's an inflated price, to your point. I'd like that number. But right now, I like the number, Brady. I just don't like the team, and I'm staying away. Yeah, you mentioned the weather, and I think that's a really big factor to consider here. Typically, the NFL does not schedule the Denver Broncos in the month of September in the state of Florida because they come from that altitude in the Mile High City. They've been practicing all week long there. The forecasted high for Jacksonville on Sunday is 83 degrees with 87% humidity. It is going to be a very difficult second half for those Denver Broncos, I believe, because of those weather conditions. We will see. Again, the Jaguars catching six points to Denver in week two at home. Next up, we will play Consider It, Book It, or Drop It, a game show here on the Pro Football Blitz. Next up at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. In your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. And time to play a little game here. Consider it, book it, or drop it. I'm going to describe a quarterback stat sheet from week one. James will try to guess who that player is. We will reveal the mystery player and discuss that player's MVP odds and whether we should consider it, book it, or drop it. All right, James, here we go. First up, this quarterback in week one was 14 of 20 for 148 yards. Five touchdown passes, zero interceptions, and a 130.8 passer rating. He went into this game about a a three-and-a-half-point underdog and totally outplayed his opposing quarterback. On June 15th, this young man was 60-1 to to win the MVP. He's now 25-1. to You know who this mystery MVP candidate is. Jameis Winston, what an overreaction yes, to look to, but what a real overreaction to thinking from, I mean, 60 to one, it may as well have been 600 to one for, for Jameis Winston to win the MVP. And I get it. If, if he's able to step in and guide this saints team to uh, even winning the division and getting into the playoffs. Yeah. You might be able to consider it, but that's just one game. And again, I think not only from week one, we talk about it very, we talk about it a lot after week one to week two, not being too reactive and thinking about it long-term. Is this the real Jameis Winston going forward for the New Orleans Saints? Potentially, because he's going to get coached up there in completely different style with Coach Sean Payton as opposed to his days for Jameis Winston in Tampa and Bruce Arians who wants to sling everything up and over and up and down the field and take chances. And he's a gambler by nature, I think. So, 
Yeah, maybe. Do I want to book it? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a totally overreaction and now being, what, what did he say, 25 to 1? Yeah, that seems far... awful short. For me, yeah, it's a really drop. short. I, I mean, yeah, it, it was a wonderful week one effort and a heck of a coaching job by Sean Payton. I probably like Sean Payton for coach of the year maybe is a better bet than I do Jameis Winston for league MVP. Let's go to the next one here. This quarterback was 42 of 58. For 403 yards, three touchdown passes, one interception, a 101.4 quarterback rating, covered one of the biggest spreads for week one as an underdog. He threw for more yards and had one less interception than his counterpart quarterback. On March the 9th, he was 18-1 to to win the MVP. He has now dipped down to 15-1 to to win the MVP. Do you know who this mystery quarterback is? This one I'm thinking. So trying to cover one of the biggest spreads last week of all the teams and thinking back to who were the some of the what were some of the biggest odds that were out there. Uh, I think what are we thinking about? Are we now it couldn't have been them. It wasn't that big of a dog. I'm struggling here, Brady. Help me out here. Who is our Dak mystery Prescott. quarterback? Dak Prescott Dak. threw the ball fifty-eight times last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'll tell you what, the way he performed, I, I was thoroughly impressed with what he did on that opening Thursday night against Tampa Bay. And I know, you know, Tampa Bay will probably shore up that defense a bit, but for uh, Dak Prescott coming off the injury and to perform the way he did, there was reports of uh, shoulder soreness and what have you. He put all of that to rest. Uh, 15 to 1, if Dallas is going to have a good season, they look right now like they could very easily win the NFC East. Maybe that's a D. I I would say consider it on that one. That was last. That was a Thursday ago. That seems like ages ago. I'm I know, doesn't it? Cl- I'm a 50 club <laughs> member now, so I can't remember that far back. That was a trick question, at least for the old guy like me. But absolutely, for Dak Prescott, uh, that's what we really wanted to see. And we know there were some issues on the offensive line for Dallas, but how healthy was Dak coming back? And really just a, a tough injury that he suffered early in the season last year with his ankle. And I think that had some effects with his shoulder, uh, really just overcompensating. And when you have one injury, it leads to others potentially. So I think Dallas did a really good job shutting him down. Make sure that he is completely healthy. Who cares about the preseason games? You got to get your franchise quarterback back, totally dialed in, especially with the injury that I had last year and make sure that he's at least as, I don't know if he's hundred percent, but at least as close to hundred percent healthy as he was. And the game that he had against uh, against Tampa, absolutely. And that Thursday night game so far long ago against the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, tremendous performance. And I was really impressed not only with Dak's performance, but I think it's with the the offensive line and the state that it was going into that game, how well that offensive line held up in pass protection for Dak Prescott to be able to survey the field. Now, you know he's got plenty of weapons to be able to sling the football to, and that's exactly what they did. There was no commitment to the run game. So I think that's what I want to see going forward for this Dallas Cowboys football team. Is it all going to fall on the shoulders of Dak to have to make all the plays? Are they going to try to find some balance running the football? Because the identity has changed clearly for the Dallas Cowboys. This is not the feed me Zeke Elliott football team that we saw in years past where they'd ground and pound you and then Dak move the sticks on third down. Now it has absolutely spread you out and let Dak go to work. And that's exactly what he did. So I think he's going to continue. I think uh, I think this offensive line will start to get healthier. I know they're getting a little healthier for Sunday's matchup against the Chargers, but I like that press on what we saw. I think he looked tremendous that last Thursday night game. Yeah, I think it's a considerate bet for me, and uh, I'm not going to drop it, and I'm not going to book it just yet, but uh, you, like you say, this offense is uh, the Air Raid Dak Prescott show, and if it continues that way, he may very well put up MVP-type numbers. All right, next quarterback here, 21 of 32 for 289 yards, threw four touchdowns, had one interception, had a rating of 121. He won outright on the road as an underdog, posted his fourth career game with at least three, D, uh, three TD passes and also one rushing TD. On September 11th, he was 25-1 to to win the MVP. He is now 9-1 to to win the MVP. Who is this mystery quarterback, James? Would it be Mr. Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals? He's spot on, buddy. Spot on. Nine to one to win the MVP all of a sudden. No, I'm dropping that. It's one game, and it's against one of the teams that has one of the, at least last year, and it carried over from 2020 to 2021, the Tennessee Titans defense. No pass rush that we saw from that Titans defense last year hence really affected their coverage ability and 
boy, nothing changed from 20 to 21. I know they made some some additions in free agency, but that, that definitely did not help. They were completely – that. we talk about certainty. We talked about Atlanta not being prepared and, and looking overwhelmed. That's exactly what we saw to the Tennessee Titans defense last week against Kyler Murray and that Arizona Cardinals offense. He was tremendous and good for him, and he's such a – He's such an enigma because he's such an interesting player. The size, the stature, uh, but his speed, not only his speed to get outside the pocket, but his quickness, his his just elusiveness. He's so hard to not only find, but then to be able to bring down because he is so quick. So tremendous game out of Kyler Murray, but it was just the one game against one of the wor- one of one of the poorer defenses in the NFL. So I'm not ready to jump on his bandwagon yet because they've got some tough teams within that division. NFC West, to me, it's the most competitive division from top to bottom of all four teams in the NFL, and there's a lot more games to be played. Great show out for him, and it was fun to watch him play. He made every single throw and all the run. It was a lot of fun to watch Murray, but it's just one game. I'll bounce back. I'll, I'll lay off here, and I will not book it. I'll probably drop it. Yeah, I would drop it here. If I had 25-1 to 1 preseason, I, I think that's a nice number, yeah. and, and it's probably still in the neighborhood of 20-1, to 1, I would say, on Kyler Murray, but chopping that in half down to 9 or 10-1, to 1, that is way too low for me. I will drop that one. Okay, we'll see if we can get to one more here. This quarterback was 20 of 26 for 321 yards in week one, had three touchdown passes and zero interceptions, and a perfect rating of 156.1, coasted to victory, covering one of the biggest spreads on the week one card with ease in a new home where he mainly or where he finally may find some success. Who is this mystery quarterback? In April, he was at 14 to 1 to win the MVP. He is now 8 to 1. Mr. Matthew Stafford, I yes, assume. Sir, spot on. That is well, and think about how the, yeah, talk about a, a perfect fit. And we know Stafford, he could make all the throws and now being coming into for McVeigh and that offense and the versatility that I think we're gonna continue to see. That was just game one against the Bears. Now the Bears secondary is not the same secondary of a few years ago when they made their playoff run. Uh, but I think here with Matthew Stafford, the the fact that that he is able to he's a veteran quarterback and I think for McVeigh having confidence to know that all those all those plays that I took out of the playbook to really have to to dummy down our play sheet for Jared Goff well I have a player now a veteran presence who can stand tall in the pocket make all the plays still has enough ha- has enough mobility to be able to make some boots and we saw that with the big bootleg throw bootleg throw that he had for a touchdown he's got the arm to make all the throws for McVeigh I think McVeigh's got to be salivating as the season progresses to be able to open up that open up that playbook with Stafford back there at quarterback. So as far as I don't know about book it, but it's not one I would drop. But I think I'd be definitely be considering Matthew Stafford right now because I think he's a great fit for that McVeigh and that Rams offense. Well, and the theory is kind of similar to your point you made about Dak Prescott. The running game I don't think looked outstanding for the Los Angeles Rams in their win over Chicago. So if a lot of this offense is going to fall on the shoulders of Matthew Stafford, maybe that builds an even better case as to why he could win the MVP for the NFL in 2021. He is currently at 8-1. to one. When we come up, or when we come back, rather, we will get back to the NFL previews. We'll start in Chicago with those Bears as they host the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 1-0 on the season. It's the Pro Football Blitz right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits is another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz going over the Week 2 card. Still on the early slate of games here, and we go to Soldier Field in Chicago where the Bears are 0-1, and they are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 1-0 after a win in overtime over the Minnesota Vikings in Week 1. Andy Dalton facing his former team here, James, and I made the Bears a 2.5-point favorite. That is where it opened up. It got up to 3 and then it got back down to two and a half and all the way back down to two. We've seen the total, not a whole lot of movement, anywhere between 44 and four, or excuse me, 44 and a half and 45. What are your thoughts on this game? I think this one is kind of puzzling which way to go on the Bengals or the Bears. Thinking about the Bears' home opener now in Soldier Field and tough opponent to have to go, go, go and prepare for preseason on the road, opening night, week one, Sunday night football, Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford at quarterback. What is that going to look like? I think we suspected it what it might look like, and it was even better than advertised as far as the Rams were concerned offensively with the, the uh, really the superb performance that we saw out of the passing game. Not a great job running the football from the Rams, and that may be just what we see going forward for the Rams is going to be a passing team. And Thinking about now with the Bears coming back, I mean, it was kind of expected. They were a big, big underdog in that game, and and there's some holes on this Bears team. And this is not a great Bears team by any means, and this is not the same defense that we saw a few years ago under Vic Fangio there, especially in the secondary. And I have some concerns about how they're going to be built on the cornerback position. But I think being at home is where I'm going with this Bears team. Thinking about the... Thinking about the Bengals and what we saw last week out of Cincinnati at home in the overtime win that they had against the Vikings. Now, going back and watching that game, ran a lot of nickel sets and a lot of three safety nickel sets, bringing in Ricardo Allen. He was a cap casualty from Atlanta, veteran safety that he is, came over and really got to play a lot of single safety high and let those two those two hammers that run around Jesse Bates and Von Bell, those guys look to hit, and they can hit, and they're very physical and aggressive. But I think now that Ricardo Allen is out, he broke his hand in that game, won't be available. Neither will Trey Waynes at the cornerback position, so they're banged up in the secondary. So I think they're going to have to to keep those safeties back and a little honest because of the capacity to throw the football to Allen Robinson. Moody is full practice all week for the Bears. He can stretch the defense with his speed, and I like the fact that David Montgomery is going to be have an opportunity to be able to run the football against this Bengals team that's going to have to sit back a little bit in that secondary. So I did take the Bears. I laid the two and a half as well as I did play a, a 
player prop here with David Montgomery. His rushing total was sitting at 64 and a half yards. I bet the over here. I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to find some holes and get some big runs with those safeties having to play a little deeper due to injury, Brady. And he had a tremendous game last week against the Rams, over 100 yards rushing and only 16 attempts basically because they had to play catch-up because they fell behind so early. So not as, as they weren't able to run the football consistently the way that they wanted to. I think they'll do that at home in Soldier Field. So give me the Bears laying the two and a half. David Montgomery over 64 and a half yards rushing. Yeah, I think that's the way I would go for sure. I did not use this in the contest or make a bet, but obviously just on the surface there, it's always good to have a favorite at less than a field goal and you can grab it at two or two and a half. I don't know if you'll see three pop up again. There's been a lot of love for the Bengals off of that win in week one. And that's always a scary thought there, James. If you look at the ticket count, the Bengals are dominating the ticket count as an underdog. And sometimes when you have the majority of the people on an underdog, that is a red flag. So if I was going to bet the game, I would be with you on the favorite, the Chicago Bears, expecting them to bounce back and get a victory here. And all they have to do is win it by a field goal to cover that number. How about the Texans at the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, a whale of a game against the Kansas City Chiefs, a really disappointing loss, a game in which they dominated, especially the first half. Cleve- or excuse me, Kansas City did not have a lead in this game until the fourth quarter. And uh, Baker Mayfield and company put up a valiant effort, a great running game. I mean, really everything we thought about the Cleveland Browns and that running game and that offensive line, it really played out. They just happened to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs. They did cover the game. Now they're going to get a much more feasible opponent in the Houston Texans, who looked impressive over the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I tell you what, James, this number has creeped up. I made it 14.5. It opened at 12.5. It's now at 13.5. And I wouldn't get involved now, but if I could still find a 12 and a half, I would actually play the favorite here. I think this is going to be a one-sided ball game. That would be the only way I would go to, and I typically do not lay big numbers like that in the National Football League. We we see can teams come back and have hey, cover those numbers, get some backdoor covers. Can teams throw the football? Is is the are the Houston Texans a team that can do that now with Tyrod Taylor? And we saw his experience last week really kind of solidify and steady the quarterback position in against that game as a home underdog against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But now a completely different team that they're going to be facing here in the Browns, the Browns home opener. You know, the dog pound is going to be getting after it tomorrow. So that's going to be a great game as far as the atmosphere in Cleveland there. And there are a lot of expectations about the Browns. And I think they met those expectations in week one against Kansas City. They played the way that we thought they would play. They're going to be they're going to rush the football at the point of attack and open up some passing lanes for Baker Mayfield and it's just you have to play flawlessly if you're going to beat a Patrick Mahomes team on the road in Arrowhead with that crowd and that's where it turned on there was a fumble from Chubb as well as the the butterfinger from the punter that really flipped the tide in that game where he just couldn't handle the snap it was a good snap he just couldn't handle the ball and and that was a big game changer there for the Cleveland Browns but I think the Browns can take away a I don't want to talk about moral victories in the NFL, Brady, but I think as far as the Browns are concerned, thinking about the defensive side, it's a tough matchup going against the the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that, but a lot of new faces on that Browns defense, and they're going to get better as the season gets along, not only with the draft picks, but the six free agents that they brought over as well. I I look for big things out of the Browns here. I think the Texans, yeah, it was a great game, great performance, great effort, inspired effort, playing the underdog role for Coach Cully, his new team there with the Texans, but here, too tall a order. I'm not going to take this number. I love betting dogs, but not in this case here, Brady. Too big a number for me to take the favorite, though, so no play for me. Yeah, I don't have a play in this game. I did make a play with a teaser leg on the Cleveland Browns and got them under seven points with a teaser there. I think if you're going to go that route, you definitely want to get that teaser under the key number of seven. We'll talk about that a little later in our best bets segment. Let's move to the Bills and the Dolphins. I made this number two in favor of the Buffalo Bills on the road at Miami. It opened up at three and a half in favor of the Bills. Now it ticked down to three. There may still be some threes in the market, but basically the consensus number is back up to three and a half in favor of the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are looking for their sixth straight victory over the Miami Dolphins. And Miami, of course, coming off of that win over New England last week, getting some love here by a lot of betters. But a lot of people are expecting the Buffalo Bills to bounce back off of that loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think one of the most interesting things about this game that has kept me away from playing it, James, I think he can make a a really good case for either side. 
But the Buffalo Bills outyarded the Pittsburgh Steelers in a loss in week one, while the Miami Dolphins were really dominated by the New England Patriots, outyarded by New England in a win. So it's an inside out, almost role reversal type situation here. And I don't really want any part of that. And that tells you right there, Brady, for me as an NFL handicapper, why I don't care about stats. I don't care what the yardage was. I don't care what the numbers were. Give me the situation. Let me go back and watch that game and see why, how they were able to, to, as far as the Bills were concerned, be able to out-yard the Steelers. But no surprise there with the Steelers, their new offensive line, and a lot of moving pieces there. It was going to take that team some time to start to find their way offensively. And we know that defense is going to be stellar and was able to win that game for the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Buffalo. But here... Yeah, assuming that it's going to be a bounce-back spot. Yeah, they, nobody wants to go and start 0-2 for the season. But the Bills now going down to Miami. Yeah, you mentioned that they've had their way with the Dolphins over the last few years. But I think, if anything, the Dolphins have circled this game. They remember last year, last week of the season. And were the, was Josh Allen going to play? That's kind of what you have to speculate when you talk about the last game. Well, he did play. He played the first half, and the Bills rolled it up. They scored 56 points on the Dolphins, and that was not a happy team on that sideline. So I think as soon as they saw that schedule come out, they circled this game. This is going to be an advent. Uh, for me, I did play the Dolphins. I took the three and a half here, and I'm thinking about the Bills and thinking about their offensive line. It was a mess last week. Both of their tackles, uh, they, they had six penalties on both of their tackles collectively. They couldn't, they couldn't block TJ. Jay Watt was in a lot of highlights for Williams getting beat on that right side. And then that left side, don't forget, Dawkins had COVID in July. He lost 15 pounds, was in the hospital for four days. He's just trying to get his footing back. Now you're going to go down to Miami. And we talk about weather late in the season. Big weather advantage here for the Dolphins. It's going to be about 90 degrees. Humidity is going to be upper 70s. It's going to be hot and muggy. I think the Bills wear down. I like the Dolphins in this spot at home. Home dog, home divisional dog, plus three and a half. I'm all over over the Dolphins. I hear you loud and clear. If I was going to get involved, that would be the side I would take. This ought to be a very interesting game that'll tell us a lot about both of these teams going forward. When we come back at the top of the hour, we'll talk with Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson of Circus Sports and get the news on the Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Contest right here on the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN. If you're betting on soccer, VEASAN gets you ready for all the action on the pitch. Every week, the VEASAN soccer experts review the players, matchups, and latest odds to give you their analysis on best bets for every key match. Plus, VEASAN.com has the stats and data you need to make the most informed wagers possible. Start your VEASAN subs 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 possible. Start your VEASAN at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.